It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. It's October 28th, 2020. My name is Phil Prosper. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about Aaron Gordon. And how, and I know, I know we've talked about this before, but we'll talk about it again. How Aaron Gordon is got all eyes on him this offseason and entering the 2021 season as his future with the Magic is certainly in sharper focus. Now, we'll talk about that, plus a few odds and ends and some notes that have come down over the last few days coming up on today's episode. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're such a great download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail. This podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only expect from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, let's say, the Atlanta Hawks or the or the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Golden State Warriors, teams that you know might be looking to trade in the draft this year. You can check out all those great podcasts by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Plus, we've got great podcasts across the sports world. Get your World Series reaction from Locked On Rays. Get ready for Sunday's NFL action with Locked On Buccaneers. A whole and a whole lot more. Two a times coming up. Locked on Dolphins has you covered there. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or college two, there is a locked on podcast for you, plus great national podcasts covering the league as a whole. You can check these podcasts out wherever you download podcasts, search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This sort of goes without saying, but but Aaron Gordon did not have a good season. Um, I think even he would admit that. It was a year that had a lot of promise coming off of his big turn in the playoffs. Uh, you know, solid defensive effort against Kawhi Leonard, a, a solid scoring effort as well, where he looked like he could take on more scoring responsibility, more offensive responsibility. Gordon struggled. We, we've recapped this season so many ways this year for Aaron Gordon, but injuries played a role. But Gordon seemed to not be able to suppress his, you know, worser instincts or his worst instincts as far as figuring out how to be the most productive player he can be uh, offensively. Defensively, certainly slipped a little bit, but the injuries probably explain a little bit of that. Gordon slipped to 14 points per game shot, around 32% from beyond the arc, less than 50% overall. It just wasn't a good year. And for a team that was trying to break out of the seven or eight cycle and trying to get into an area where, you know, even Aaron Gordon would say their goal was to compete for home court advantage, to have a real chance to win a playoff series. Gordon's stagnation at best and regression, most likely, was a big factor in all of this. The fact of the matter is, for Orlando to improve, and this is as true last summer as it is now in this offseason, for Orlando to truly improve, They need internal development. They need players on their roster to play better, to get better, and either to become more valuable to the team as as 
you know, cogs of the machine or more valuable in the trade market. I hate to, again, I always hate to reduce players to tradable assets, but that's sort of the reality of the NBA. Aaron Gordon is still looking for his best way to contribute and be a and be a, a a major player in this league. He still believes he can be a star. And sure, at 25 years old, there's no reason, or 26 years old, there is no reason to think Gordon still can't make that leap. In fact, Gordon is now the same age as Victor Oladipo when he made his mythical star leap. Giving up on a player this young is tough to do. It's tough to do. Gordon's learned a lot. He has gotten better, and certainly his play after the All-Star break showed signs of encouragement. After the All-Star break, Gordon began to show sort of the versatility that the Magic always believed he had. Fully healthy after the All-Star break in that short time, he averaged 15.4 points per game, 9.1 rebounds per game, 6.8 assists per game, and shot 47.7% from the floor. And his the four games that he played inside the NBA campus, Gordon averaged 15.3 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, and 3.3 assists per game, shooting 51.2% from the floor and 45.5% from beyond the arc. Those are all positive signs. Those are all signs that Gordon can get there. But these samples are small. And Gordon has always had flashes in the pan. He's always looked like, oh, this is him making the leap. How does he make this consistent? And every time he seems to take two steps forward, one step back, or three steps back. And consistency is always something that's eluded him. And certainly part of that could be the Magic are relying on him to do more than he probably can. Give a, if he can give you a 25-point game every once in a while, if that's all you're relying on him for, that might be the better role for him. To be sure, then, all eyes are on Aaron Gordon. The Magic's future is on Aaron Gordon and what the Magic do with him and what Aaron Gordon does if he returns to the Magic this season. This is a make-or-break time for the Magic, and this is a make-or-break time for Gordon. This is a make-or-break time for their relationship together. This 2021 season, certainly, and starting with this offseason, I'm not, I'm not assuming that he's going to be on the team next year. This, this season is all about Aaron Gordon. And maybe his last chance to show that he can be a star in this city and fit into this team's larger plans. At his age and, and, and with his skill set, Gordon is perhaps the most tradable asset on the team. He's got two years left on a front-loaded deal. He's still very clearly very talented, a strong defender, someone who's proven his versatility. But the question remains, who can get the most out of him? And for the Magic, at least, what do they want for him and what can they get for him? Thoughts of trading Aaron Gordon for a star-like player like a Zach Levine, who I'm not, I'm not sold is on the trade market despite everyone insisting that he is, is probably a little bit of a pipe dream. I don't think Gordon gets you that. A lot of folks have suggested Gordon to the Warriors for the second pick, along with Andrew Wiggins. Obviously, the Magic would have to send more out to, to make that work, but I'm not sold that that's something that's in the works either. I'm not so sold that State wants him either. Gordon is still increasingly a hard player to peg. 
and how the magic value him and what the magic want from a trade involving him might be very different than what they can actually get. But the future is indeed very cloudy for Aaron Gordon. This season without Jonathan Isaac, the Magic probably need Gordon more than they want to admit to themselves. They need a power forward who can, who can shoulder some offensive load and defend at a high level. They can't go into the season relying on Al Aminu after he missed essentially the entire season, or Chumo Kiki, a rookie who, missed, who hasn't played basketball since March of 2019. They can't go into the year relying on those players. Not if they are serious about competing. But to be sure, the Magic's future at the forward spots, it's not set, but it's crowded. It is is Jonathan Isaac when he returns. The Magic are going to keep him in restricted free agency barring some insane offer. And frankly, I think there's a good chance that the Magic and Isaac agree to an extension and get it done early. The Magic have Chumo Kiki, a player they are very clearly invested in because they were willing to wait a year for him. So where does that leave Aaron Gordon? If the Magic want Isaac to be their featured player, how do they make Gordon and Isaac work with two players who can't shoot? Gordon can prove them all wrong by shooting 38, 39% from three. And, and even, I mean, shoot, Steve Clifford even said... Getting Gordon up to 35-36% from three consistently would be a game-changer for him. If he can't do that, then this pairing probably doesn't work. And the Magic do have to make a decision. Yes, Gordon's contract is up and Isaac's contract is just starting. That is part of the equation. I think most of us would agree that, that Jonathan Isaac is the player the Magic should focus on. To say the least, then, if Aaron Gordon remains on the Magic's roster, he becomes the most important player on the team. Not for his scoring and impact, but for the value he can create and kind of restoring himself after a poor 2020 season. If Aaron Gordon takes that mythical star leap, obviously things change. But if Aaron Gordon just gets back to his 2019 levels, which certainly is reasonable, then all of a sudden the hope of building him up, the hope of trying to make something of him changes again. Another bad season, another poor season, another year like he had in 2020, and all of a sudden, those trade rumors dry up, or the trade value dries up. And certainly, probably more importantly, the Magic don't make the playoffs without Aaron Gordon playing at a very high level. That much is certain. Aaron Gordon might be the most important player in this season and in this offseason for the Orlando Magic. There is no denying this. There is no getting around this. What the Magic do with Aaron Gordon, either in the trade market or what he does on the floor during the 2021 season, will determine the Magic's path moving forward. Will determine what they are capable of doing, what kind of team they will be, and just where they fall for the next two, three years, probably. That's not the only pressure point, of course. Jonathan Isaac's injury has put a lot of pressure on a lot of guys. Nikola Vucevic is certainly going to have to return to his 2019 levels, which he largely did in 2020. 
figuring out what to do with Evan Fournier, uh, both this offseason and next season, is going to be a huge question. And the Magic will be examining and watching Markel Fultz closely as they try to determine what his market value is. There's a lot to say about market value, and, and I do have a couple podcasts planned about that. But Aaron Gordon is the biggest mystery. Aaron Gordon is the biggest question mark because the Magic might have to make that decision now. And as I've said repeatedly, when it comes to trades, the Magic need to be purposeful and aggressive. They need to know exactly what they want for Aaron Gordon. And if they can't find it, they need to be willing to let him play out this season. And if he does, and if he can, then certainly the Magic can have a successful season and begin building back up again. But believe it or not, it's all on Aaron Gordon. Before we get to some odds and ends, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including cookies and cream, carrot cake, German chocolate, banana bread, mint brownie, toffee almond, coconut, and a whole lot more. They're covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Loser maintain weight while maintaining, while maintaining weight and indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Most bars are under uh, under 200 calories. These are not meal replacement bars. These are snacks to get you through your day, and the good ones too. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we're coming up on the end of the show here. Just a couple odds and ends to clear up. Not a lot going on in the Magic world, of course. Draft preparation is continuing on behind the scenes, but we do have our first bit of draft reporting coming out to earlier today uh, on, on what the Magic are doing with the draft. Jonathan Wasserman, formerly of NBADraft.net, now of Bleacher Report, uh, reporting that Kira Lewis Jr. of Alabama was among the player, was uh, has worked out with the Magic among other teams. Uh, Kira Lewis Jr. is a really interesting prospect. I'm, I'm going to be doing a little bit of a deeper dive into him on OrlandoMagicDaily.com in light of this news, um, but certainly a, a really gifted scorer. 18.5 points per game, uh, 45.9% shooting, 36.6% from the line, 80.2% from the foul line, so some good shooting splits. Uh, definitely potential to grow as a shooter. Added 4.8 rebounds per game and 5.2 assists per game plus 1.8 steals per game, and again, for a six foot three point guard, 0.6 blocks per game. So there's definitely something there with Kira Lewis Jr. He's listed at 6'3". Um, you know, I think he's got, you know, he's kind of a wiry athlete. Um, he's really good at getting to the basket. He's certainly a, you know, kind of a guy that that is sort of not on the low end of of the 15, um, but certainly a guy that would be available at 15 uh, and certainly a guy that the Magic would look at. Um, I know, you know, I've kind of surmised this. A lot of people have surmised this. Is the Magic might look to this draft to fill in some point guard needs. Um, the the biggest, the biggest, one of the big roster holes on the Magic is their lack of a back backup point guard at this point. Um, DJ Augustine is a free, will be a free agent. 
Michael Carter-Williams will be a free agent. It feels like the Magic are only going to be able to retain one of those. And it's quite possible that both are gone next uh, for next season. Uh, so, Kira Lewis Jr. and a couple of the other point guards that are in this grouping certainly are... Are, are players that, that the Magic might target. Um, you know, I think I think that he is he, he has all the tools and all the all the skills that the Magic like. He is a long, he's a again big, wiry guard, um, really athletic, able to get to the basket. He seems like he's someone that kind of fits what this team wants to do. He'll play at a quicker pace. Turnovers are a little high, but he will play at, at a quicker pace. He's got to improve his reads, got to improve his playmaking, passing. But you expect that uh, from from young players. Uh, it's it's certainly, he certainly, you know, I wouldn't bring him in and expect him to be the lead guard immediately. And I think, you know, this is something I've been thinking about a little bit too. When it comes to, when it comes to uh, point guards, you know, I, I'm a little bit hesitant to draft a point guard because that means you're making a long-term investment in a player. And, and I still think we're at a stage with Markel Fultz where, you know, we need to boost up his confidence. And, and I think, you want to avoid bringing in a young player that's going to kind of be nipping at his heels. I, I, honestly, I, I still think the Magic should consider bringing back D.J. Augustine despite the fact that Augustine plays at a slower pace and doesn't really fit the Magic style so much because Augustine is a very good mentor for Markel Fultz. And my concern with drafting a point guard, whether it's a guy like you know Theo Maladon or Tyrese Maxey or Kira Lewis, um, my big concern is you lose that kind of veteran hand to guide Markel Fultz without threatening his position. Um, you know, I, you know, again, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't let DJ Augustin go or you shouldn't take the best player in the draft. I have Kira Lewis, number 16, on my draft board. So certainly a guy that, that I, I think will be there for the Magic to take. Um, I, I, I just think that, I just think that you, you, the Magic should be very careful about drafting point guards. Again, if he's the best player on the board, you take the best player on your board. I, I, that's to me, that's bar none. Take the best player on your board. Um, but I think when it comes to Fultz, if I were the Magic, I'd prefer to fill that backup point guard role with a with a veteran that can be kind of a guiding hand, kind of lead lead the player players on and lead lead the team on in, in, in not necessarily a more positive way, but but give kind of sage advice to a young point guard who's still. You know, kind of in his second year in in the league, so you know, Kira, the Magic should absolutely work Kira Lewis out. I think that he would be a good fit. I think that he fits a lot of the Magic's philosophical um, philosophical thinking. Um, and we'll do a little bit of a deeper dive into him uh, coming up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as probably on this podcast as well. The other news that's been coming out over the last few days is Jonathan Isaac is starting to make the media rounds and update on his progress as he recovers from a torn ACL. He gave his first interview to Josh Robbins of The Athletic. I highly encourage that you read that. He also spoke to the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. So if you want to download that podcast, you can listen to him there. He'll be speaking to the media again next week as well. So Jonathan Isaac starting to make the media rounds. Um, you know, according to the interview with Robbins, he is off crutches. Uh, he is starting to do work. He, you know, apparently is talking a lot to a lot of people in his orbit that have gone through these injuries before, including Chuma Ogiki. Um, and so, it, it seems like Isaac is in good spirits. He knows that there's still a lot of work to do, uh, but it is. It does sound like he is making progress. That he's starting to be able to do some things and and, and getting through. And again, it's all about rehab. It's not like he's you know on a basketball court yet or anything. But he's starting to prog- progress in his rehab. I would still expect him out for the entire 2021 season. Uh, but seeing, hearing him, and, and seeing these reports that he is doing well, that he is in good spirits, that he is. You know, pushing—he's still pushing himself and getting through his rehab. 
Um, it does make me optimistic, and certainly I, I think the Magic pushing him out there and, and, and giving us this kind of an update is also sort of a sign that you know the Magic are still very invested in him. Like I said, I think there's a very good chance that the Magic and Isaac agree to an extension before uh, before the, the season begins. Um, you know, I, I think that they don't really want him to go to restricted free agency. I think more than anything, I think it's a symbol and symbolic to show we believe in you, we support you. Um, also, they probably want to wrap him up for a cheaper contract than they would otherwise and, and give Isaac that long-term security. But we'll see what happens. Negotiations are negotiations. But I, I do think there's a good chance that the Magic do wrap up Jonathan Isaac here um, before the season begins. So those are some odds and ends going on around the league. Uh, I, I was planning to have uh, a guest on today's podcast, but that was delayed till tomorrow. So you'll have that to look forward to. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. Find the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. The Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is still open. You can send me questions at omagicdaily or by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. I'm hoping to answer those questions here coming up at the end of the week, hopefully hopefully for Halloween weekend or for your election day fun while you're, wait, while you're waiting in line to, to vote. Um, make sure you do vote. Early voting in Florida ends on Sunday. The Amway Center is still open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. I did see a report uh, from the Orange County Supervisor of Elections Office saying that Amway Center has not been any busier than normal. Um, you know, it's been... It hasn't been the most popular voting place in Central Florida, but the the Orange County Supervisor of Election, Bill Cowles, did say in, in the report that I saw that having the Amway Center open has made it, uh, has lessened traffic at the Supervisor of Elections office, which is actually where I went to turn in my ballot. Um, and so having the Amway Center has been a boost to Orange County. If you still want to vote, if you still want to head to the Amway Center or where, if you're in Orange County or wherever, be sure, to, be sure to do so before Sunday when early voting ends. Election day is Tuesday. Polls close at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Make sure you go and get out the vote. Also worth noting, too, early voting drop-off center is at the Amway Center. So if you have your mail-in ballot, we are past the deadline that the USPS says uh, you would need to mail your ballot in. Here in Florida, if I'm not mistaken, ballots have to be received by 7 p.m., on um, on election day, I, I don't quote me on that. So better to be safe than sorry. At this point, um, as as many people have said, as the I even think the USPS has said this, it is probably too late to mail in your ballot and make sure that it is in by election day on Tuesday. So if you have a mail in ballot, you fill it out, put your ballot in the secrecy envelope, put it in the put it in the outer envelope, sign the back, and head down to the Amway Center, head down to the Orange County Supervisor of Elections office, or Wherever you wherever you go, vote, check your supervisor of elections office website and turn your ballot in by hand. It is just as reliable. That's actually what I did. I vote. I voted. I got my vote by mail. I filled it out. I put it up. Put it in the secrecy envelope. I put it in the envelope. I signed the outside, 
and I drove to the Orange County Supervisor of Elections office and, ha and handed the ballot into them, got confirmation on their website that it will count. So you can get confirmation to uh, at least here in Orange County. I'm pretty sure every other, I'm pretty sure other counties will have similar services. So check with your county Supervisor of Elections office uh, to make sure that your vote counted if you voted by mail. Uh, and again, if you haven't done so already, early voting is until Sunday. Election day is Tuesday. Turn in your mail ballot mail ballots by hand at this point to make sure that your vote counts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.